Watch. I almost said hey there again, and then I remembered how much I hate that, so I went hi! Hello! Hello! Gosh. But yeah, we're on episode 9 of Dexter. And boy. Boy, 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 boy. Holy shit, man. Can I uh, also say how intense it feels to have watched them all so close together? Yeah, like, whenever we were watching them as they were dropping, it's a little bit more chill. I don't know, both have its perks. We talked about that somewhere as we were watching. Like, we wish they could have just all dropped all at once, and we would have just sat and ran through them all. But I think having the weekly, the serial of it, helps give it a little bit more weight. Mm -hmm. The serial of it? Okay. Uh, Helps give it a little bit more weight, because you're sitting in that suspense for a week. It and does. you think it about it and you're like, man, what the hell's going to happen next? And, oh, God, what's, you know, what's going to happen? What happened? What does this mean? What is this? And yeah, not that we didn't appreciate, I'm assuming, you, you not that you didn't appreciate watching it. And I didn't, uh, I don't want to say I didn't appreciate rewatching it, but it does totally feel different. It does. It does. Even just waiting that day to get to the finale, which we will be taking in today. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're, <laughs> we, uh, listeners, this episode may be six minutes long because we want to get to that finale and this is the only thing in our way of watching the yeah. finale because it is out right now. <laughs> listeners, all you need to know is Dexter and Harrison get up to semantics, someone dies, not one of them, and uh, the episode's over. I'm just joking. Yeah, uh, it was a great time. <laughs> Let's just wrap this up. No, I'm just joking. So this is, as we said, episode nine, The Family Business. Which, is that a nod to Supernatural? It could be. I mean, it's also very fitting to what happens in this episode. They also quote Twin Peaks in this. Yeah. You'd have to look into some of these writers and directors and such. They may yeah. have worked other, you know, on the others. Mm-hmm. And maybe pulling those in as a nod to, hey, I also worked on this. Yeah, it is possible. Because Dexter at some point says, and a damn fine cup of coffee. Yeah, at the very that's end. A, that's a Twin Peaks reference to agent cooper dexter is sitting down with harrison in front of the fireplace all warm and cozy and we get a flashback to miami they did a really good job at making the atmosphere very similar to miami and original dexter where we see dexter going into a playhouse Mm -hmm. like a fun house which who who likes clowns still it's 2022 who the fuck likes clowns well, the flashback wasn't set in 2022. Okay, but still. <laughs> we are in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Who likes clowns? Mm-mm. And Dexter is hunting a child murderer or suspected child murderer, Mr. Wiggles. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I felt like a dumbass saying that. And he is trying to get information on him and proof that he is a kid murderer. And he's describing his vetting process to Harrison in detail. That way Harrison knows how this goes with the code. And eventually Dexter does find pictures of dead kids dressed as clowns in his dressing room and sets him up to where he pops a hole in the bounce house to where Wiggles comes out to look and Dexter grabs him with his uh, clown nose on. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) 
And Harrison's asking a lot of questions during this. I like the way they did the back and forth. And then I also like the way they did the flashback of Dexter is telling a story. So it's even funnier, quote yeah. unquote, than normal. As you said, it's unreliable narrator. Yeah. So to him, he's telling a sweet little bedtime story of... The time he took out Mr. Wiggles. Yeah. At one point, Harrison says, oh, you know, you're a vigilante like Batman. And Dexter kind of chuckles to himself and he's like, I prefer Dark Defender, which is a nod to the graphic novel yeah. in season two of the original series. But it, it, that's exactly on the nose is he's portraying himself as this big heroic figure who's going in and taking out bad guys who hurt uh-huh. innocent people. So, yeah, like you said, it's it's a little bit more, it's lighter Instead of mm-hmm. the true weight of he's going in to murder these people and yeah. he's breaking the fourth wall looking directly at the camera because he's telling a story. It's not, I mean, it did happen, but you're not watching it as it happened the first time. Exactly. Exactly. And I do think it's interesting to think about that we, as the viewer, because we watched Dexter in Miami for eight seasons, mm-hmm. but there are probably so many murders that we don't know about. That we didn't see actively on the show. He told Harrison the number was in the hundreds. Yeah. Well, if you think about how many just were found by Lundy's team, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fucking it's bodies. A, that's a good point because Dexter season one doesn't start with his first murder. He's already, you know, rocking and rolling and got a little system uh-huh. going. So there's no telling how many there are before the show even starts. What I'm talking about even is just between seasons or between episodes, almost like what Dexter doesn't want us to know about or something Mm -hmm. like that, or doesn't feel like it's important to tell us. Yeah. For his story, the murders in between. Mm Mm-hmm. Anywho, uh, Harrison ends up asking, so what did you do? Did you just like scare the shit out of him and that made him not kill kids anymore? Because Dexter says, I made sure he couldn't hurt anyone again. Deb is sitting there with him and telling him, go easy. Don't tell him. Once you tell him that, there's no going back. And so he says, yeah, I just scared the shit out of him. It's like, wow, that's, you know, like, you're really cool. Like, okay, yeah. And they end up going to bed shortly after. Basically, it's about Dexter opening up about the code and how he has had that dark urge. And that's how he keeps it at bay. But what he fails to mention is that he actually goes through with the murder. And he drops the phrase born in blood, you know, he's because Harrison's like, why are we like this? And Dexter's like, we were both born in blood. We both watched our mothers be murdered as small children. I didn't realize until the repetition of it in this 10 or so far nine episode stint. That phrase really just annoys me, especially hearing it over and over. Just like I was born in blood. They were born in blood. We were born in blood, born in blood. I'm like, Technically, all of us were, but all right, sir, go off. Yeah, we all come out covered in blood. But I I get what they're saying. It's like a, it's almost like the Christian way when they say born again, Mm -hmm. washed in the blood. I think it may be a nod to that. I don't know, which trust me in uh, being raised evangelical, you hear that a lot and it is real freaking annoying. I just wish that they could have found a different piece of language because it's one thing to hear... 30 something year old Dexter say it but now that he's 40 something or close to it just is it makes you feel like Dexter hasn't matured or developed any and we know he has yeah didn't Harry also say that not to my memory but that doesn't mean anything I was gonna say if it was something Harry said then he's still holding on to that maybe verbiage from Harry Ugh, maybe and of course we do see Dexter 
kill Wiggles in the end, even though he does neglect to tell Harrison this. So after they wish each other Merry Christmas because it is Christmas Eve, Harrison goes off to bed and Dexter sneaks out to go back to Elric's body at the summer camp and he dismembers him to get rid of him, of course. Angela is at home looking at old victims of the Bay Harbor Butcher going through all of that and comparing a similar injection site to the ones that Miles and Jasper have. We see as Angela and Audrey wish each other a Merry Christmas and then it's Christmas morning. We see Dexter giving Harrison presents. Surprising him. Yeah. Mostly it's a lot of just warm weather clothes because Dexter's a very practical person. So, but then there's a big special box and Harrison's like, oh, is this for me too? And Dexter says, there's only one way to find out. It's a very dad thing to say. There's only one way to find out. You gotta open it. So Harrison opens the box and reveals that it's a rifle. He's immediately impressed with it. He picks it up, looks through the scope, and asks, Oh, is this what you do? Do you bring a gun when you go to scare people? Dexter says, No, never. They're loud and messy. And he's like, I've never been a good shot anyway. It's all about blending in. And Harrison immediately connects the dots of, Oh yeah, all the other kids in my school all have hunting rifles. Of course this will look normal. They go out to shoot. He practices on bottles. And Harrison misses the first time, but immediately like picks it up. He's a great shot. Harrison starts asking more questions about Kurt and Dexter's reasons for going after him and why did Kurt come after me and blah, blah, blah. Dexter explains that Kurt is a serial killer and that he's been killing women for a very long time, but he doesn't have the proof to bring to Angela. Harrison says, well, what if I testify he tried to kill me and Dexter reveals, well, that opens up a lot of questions that I can't answer. Angela will want to know why I was out there, you know, X, Y, and Z. But look, I have a plan to handle Kurt. I'll fill you in on it later, but right now it's time to go exchange presents with Audrey and Angela. Dexter remembers that he has one last present for Harrison to continue helping him blend in, and uh, Harrison surprises Dexter with a drawing of Deb, and Dexter is very visibly touched. I think it's one of the few times that he like feels the emotion. And the blend-in present is an ugly Christmas sweater, and we find out that Dexter quote, is addicted to Christmas sweaters. He wears them every... He has a new sweater every year. And in fact, we see him receive a new one from Angela. Yeah, with cats with little bells. bells on them. Oh my god, I love it. So they go over to the Bishop household and, like I said, exchange presents. We see that Audrey has made monkey bread for Harrison. She's kind of reading his vibe and says, you know, you seem happy in a way. And Harrison says, well, I just found a way to let go of my anger. And everyone's exchanging presents. And then the doorbell rings. And Angela's like, who could that be? And it's no other or none other than fucking Kurt. He has a gift to say, you know, look, there's no hard feelings. And he looks over and of course, I think he knew that they were going to be there. But he looks over and sees Dexter and Harrison and they exchange a few words, including I'll see you later, Tiger, as he does like a finger gun at Harrison, which that said chills down my spine the first time I watched it. Just the cockiness, the audacity. Yeah, he might as well have, he might as well have just like whipped out his dick and been like, all right, let's measure boys. Yeah, like it was so nefarious. (laughs) Yeah, Kurt leaves. And like I said to you, Dexter and Harrison turned this into an Avril Lavigne song and they make it really obvious. They Uh couldn't have made it any more obvious, one could say. And they immediately leave as well. As soon as Kurt leaves, they're like, all right, time to go. Let's go. And I'm like... Also, that peppermint bark, the present that Kurt gave Angela, weren't we like 95% sure? It's got to be fucking poisoned. 
Also, during that present scene, Dexter gives Angelo a guide to search and seizures or something like yeah. that. And he explains that his dad had a lot of books like that, and he noticed that she didn't have any, and so he thought it would be good. Which I understand his side of it, of like, it's something cop-related that she's interested in. Yeah, and that his dad, who he really admired, who was a cop, was something good in his eyes. But yeah. she kind of, I think, took it as a slight. Yeah, of you're not a good cop. I That's how I would have yeah. taken it. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't recognize that. Of course not. So Dexter says, oh, look, you know, we'll be back later tonight for dinner. And they, like, they just slip out. Dexter and Harrison, you know, Harrison starts, what if they come back for Audrey and Angela? And Dexter's like, get in the fucking truck and be quiet, dude. Because he's basically yelling in front of the house. What if Kurt comes back for Audrey? Dumb fucking (laughs) kid. So they slip into the truck to leave and Audrey thinks it's very weird that they just slipped out. I'm glad someone's aware of how fucking weird this is. Angela is still on the trail of Dexter. And so she goes to visit Selena, who we saw earlier in the series when Dexter needed some ketamine. She brought Kurt's peppermint bark as a gift to get the information, which obviously Angela didn't think it was poisoned, but okay, we're just gonna poison the vet. It's fine. She goes down her list and we think that it's okay because she's like, oh, there's only three names, X, Y, and Z, and none of them are jim Lindsay, and then uh she's like oh no there's a fourth jim Lindsay <laughs> for vincent van goat cute name bitch didn't remember to put some respect on that name and add the second mm. but okay and angela is just floored at this mm-hmm. harrison finally while he and dexter are out doing recon on Kurt's property with the drone that has a camera installed on it that Kurt gave Harrison. Harrison finally comes clean about Ethan and how he set the whole thing up. And he asked Dexter how the hell he knew that he did it. Dexter says, well, I was a blood spatter analysis. Harrison tells Dexter that scaring Mr. Wiggles didn't feel like justice. And Dexter, the whole episode has been kind of wanting him to say that he thinks about murdering people or he thinks murder would be justice for these murderers. He said, well, what would be justice? And Harrison says, killing them. I fantasized about killing the Trinity killer with his own razor for years. They finally find a odd plot of land um, with a, what looks like a vent coming out of the top about the place where Kurt went missing the night before when he was escaping. Like I said in the last episode, it makes sense rewatching it. Like, of course, that's where he disappeared yeah. off to, and it does make sense. But when you yeah. don't know that's there... It's you, like, where the fuck did this giant-ass man go? You think he just, like, laid in the snow and dis- you just think he's camouflaged in, which is really stupid. So I'm glad it had a more satisfying answer of where did he go. Yeah. Harrison immediately wants to go crawl down in there and see what's going on. Dexter says, no, first rule of the code is don't get caught. We'll go at night. So they head back to the cabin to suit up. Dexter calls Angela to say, hey, is it cool if I don't come over tonight? Me and the kid are really bonding. We're going to go look at the blood moon that's happening and spend the night out there. It'll be really cool. And Angela's like, yeah, of course, no problem. 
she doesn't want to see him. Yeah, right. He says, I love you. She says, Merry Christmas. And then she continues to listen to Molly's podcast about the Bay Harbor Butcher. This spurs her to contact Molly, which I talked about last time. Like, why the hell has she not called Molly if she's done all this research about the Bay Harbor Butcher? And she calls Molly. She gets a voicemail. The worst voicemail answer of all time. Mm-hmm. But, okay. My merry fucking voicemail. Like, what? At Molly. least she's staying on brand, I guess. That is true. And this spurs Angela to go find out where Molly is and why she isn't answering her phone calls. It is later that evening. We see it's dark out. And we see is Kurt. He's loading his gun with ammunition. He puts on a ski mask. And we watch as he uses a power hose with gasoline to spray down the entirety of Dexter's house. And then he leads the trail into the snow towards the fire pit. Picks up a, I don't want to say a log, but picks up a... I guess a log, a piece of wood, sticks it into the fire and sets it into the gas and it just sets Dexter's house on fire. As the house is ablaze, we see fucking big ass Kurt climbs on top of this, climbs on top of this truck, the gas truck. The tanker. The tanker. And is waiting with his gun and and he's pointing at the front door and he's waiting in his mind. Of course, Dexter and Harrison are going to run out and he wants to just shoot them as they come out, which what would have been his plan then? Leave them to burn, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but he's not thinking clearly. He's no. clearly unhinged. Oh, for sure. 100%. He's out there like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come out, Dexter. Come out. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole time. It's a lot. Yeah. But Dexter and Harrison aren't at home at all. They are at Kurt's, but they took the RTV. They left the truck behind, which is why Jim, why Kurt assumes they're home. Mm hmm. And they go investigate the suspicious area in his plot of land. And they find the vent tube again. And Dexter discovers an area that's padlocked. So Dexter picks the lock. And of course, Harrison goes, will you teach me that? And Dexter's like, yeah, sure. They go to crawl inside. There's a big ladder that leads into this underground unit. Harrison's looking down and spots a camera on the wall. Dexter looks at the camera, looks down and finds the tripwire. And Dexter says, you know, it's time for Kurt to know someone's on to him. So he intentionally sets off the tripwire, which which starts the camera, which once the camera is triggered on, it, it sends Kurt an alarm. He opens his phone as he's frantically watching for the boys to come out of the house, which they're not going to. He sees the video feed on his phone of Harrison going down the ladder and looking dead into the camera. Mm-hmm. You said he was unhinged, but he's like completely losing it now. Oh, yeah. No, he's just. Yeah. Pissed. We'll be right back after a quick break. As Dexter and Harrison are investigating, they find the surgical table with a bunch of tools. And this is revealed to the audience of this is where we have seen Kurt draining the bodies and preparing the bodies Mm -hmm. before embalming yeah they go down this hall and they find 30 apparently 30 of his victims all perfectly preserved as trophies and did you get the vibe that they looked like barbie boxes not quite but kind of you know i mean very close they're all dressed in white Mm -hmm. they all have their hair done yeah it's so bizarre which i know like you were devastated about your theory about the trinity killer not 
coming to fruition. Ugh, yeah. But my theory of them being taxidermied or embalmed and kept was pretty damn close, and I'm so glad I was right. Well, not really glad for them. Glad for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, it's an interesting thing because we did see with Iris that mm-hmm. he dumped her body while she was still alive, and then he just buried her with rocks. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she's the MO. He's constantly ch- chasing and trying to recreate that kill. Now we'll never know, but I wonder what the what the change was. Regret that he couldn't preserve her. But Dexter did talk about Iris being preserved in that cave. Yeah, but I think that was not like the other thing. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying it was may have been unintentional. But he may have realized that he liked that that he could go back and visit her. Mm-hmm. When he was younger, of course, because, you know, you had to crawl into that cave. Yeah. And then he just decided and had enough money at some point to just construct this kill situation, which that begs the question, because this obviously took a lot of money to have built mm-hmm. in secret. If this is 30 women that we're finding just now, and he's been killing for 25 years, how, at what point did he become rich to have this built? Because there's obviously probably more victims. Yeah, well, we know it was his father's truck stop. Was it? I thought his father was just a trucker. Remember? Maybe. He was just a poor dirtbag trucker. Well, we don't know that he was poor. We just know that his wife left him and he took Kurt on the road with him. I think Kurt made that truck stop. Hmm. I think he made something out of himself. Maybe. That's his whole thing. It's like he came from nothing and became this powerhouse in the community well here's a theory in the first like two episodes they pushed that oil billionaire really hard Mm -hmm. edward olson and then we haven't heard a damn thing about him and there is a moment well we'll get to it at the end of this when they're about to kill kurt and kurt very quickly goes yep uh uh-huh this was all me cool isn't it you're right so you're wondering when kurt became so rich i wonder if he's in some kind of league with homeboy olsen mm-hmm. that would track and then kurt that was it that's like their little gig maybe he likes the hunt and then rich boy likes to go look yeah i don't know like we said that's a Ol- good theory olsen could totally just be a big red herring and we're wasting time yeah. but they only had 10 episodes why introduce that character for nothing yeah. And make him so intimidating around Audrey specifically. Who is not happy in that town and wants to leave. That is true. Although she is more happy now. She's like, sometimes I'm glad that we're in the stick. Or now Mm -hmm. I'm glad that we're in the sticks away from any crazies like that. Yeah. So. (sighs) So who knows? I mean. Yeah. I don't feel like at least Audrey would run away as much as go to college. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Far away. I'm just saying it's not necessarily a secret. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Okay, we're going to find out shortly, but let's get through this so we can know. While they're looking at all the women preserved as trophies, we do see that Molly is revealed, which confirms that Molly has been murdered by Kurt. Um, Yeah. It's a very quick turnaround because she disappeared on the 23rd and this is now the 25th. Yeah, but he was tilted out of his mind. I want to know when he had time to grab her because she would have been on guard. She talks about Kurt being a creep. When did he snatch her? Do you think he maybe had Elric grab her? That or he came into her room at night. I'm sure he has access to chloroform. I thought you were going to say, I'm sure he has access to the master key at the inn because apparently he has all the keys to everything in this fucking town. That too. While Dexter and Harrison are looking at all these trophies, 
Dexter admits, I did kill Wiggles, and I killed Arthur Mitchell, the Trinity Killer, as revenge for what he did to your mother. And Harrison says, well, this motherfucker needs to die too. <laughs> At that moment, I thought he was going to be like, Dad, you're such a Chad. And <laughs> he was like, I took revenge for your mother. Yeah. <laughs> Angela goes to the hotel to ask about Molly. She finds out that she checked out abruptly, but the person at the end never actually saw her check out conveniently and there was even a nice little note left on the bed saying thank you for your hospitality and they never leave notes that's so sweet of her yeah the one thing we know about molly is that she's sweet yeah she's not a in your face make you uncomfortable kind of person at all angela goes upstairs and she has the keeper open the safe and she finds all of molly molly's podcasting equipment her recorder her camera knowing that molly would be dead before she would leave those behind so she knows it's she suspects knows. she knows she, she knows. knows she knows i brought this up if she thinks because when she's listening to the bay harbor butcher podcast audrey walks in and audrey makes a comment of if he is still out there that's really brave of molly to put herself out there that she thinks that it's not sergeant dokes so now it's the question of, will Angela think that Dexter murdered Molly? Yeah. Or does she think Kurt has Molly? That's the question. I suspect she will think Dexter, Dexter. did it. But at least Dexter can like take her to the cabin and be like, look at her. I did not have time nor the motive to do this. You know, um, when you have like a restless night's sleep and you just kind of dream or think about like things that have happened during yeah. the day. And then I ended up thinking about this. She's going to be like, I think you killed Molly. And he's going to be like, what? She doesn't match my MO. Like, I just thought how funny that would be if he like <laughs> accidentally slipped. Uh, this is dream state yeah. me thinking. Yeah, this. yeah, so yeah, just yeah. Like, what no, molly was innocent not I, that's not my type or do you see the inject mark in her neck like and then like fucking himself in the end i don't know i uh, that's so stupid but that's that's kind of what i thought of last night it was funny to it me it was pretty good we see kurt grabbing money and weapons basically ransacking his house getting his shit together throwing it in a bag to escape when harrison and dexter break in harrison walks up and says hey fucko gives him the finger guns and about the time kurt grabs his gun dexter injects him in the neck kurt wakes up he's on the kill table Dexter tells Harrison that if any point he needs to step out, no shame. It's your first time. It can be a lot. It can be overwhelming. Harrison says, no, I'm ready for this. Kurt wakes up abruptly with the smelling salts and asks what the fuck is going on. They've set up the kill room in the middle of all of his victims, which I thought was really cool. Harrison asks what's up with all the plastic. Dexter says it's to be safe, to not get caught, because the hair, a drop of blood, anything could fuck him over. Like that time he fucking passed out and put a body in the lights of a wrestling ring and it was dripping mm -hmm. blood onto the thing. Anyways, not the point here. Kurt spouts off that, well, you know why your dad and I have this issue between us. It's because Jim killed Matt, my son. That's why I tried to kill you, a son for a son. I told you it was nothing personal. 
And Harrison looks at Dexter and Dexter says, Matt fit the code. He murdered multiple people. They didn't get justice for it because Kurt here bailed him out. It was kind of funny because, like you said, there's some back and forth. And Kurt's explaining his whole MO of he saves Mm. these runaways because he's preserved them because they didn't know what the world had for them. I saved them trauma. Are you kidding me? Are you shitting my dick right now? And Harrison, that's when Harrison's like, but why'd you try to kill me? And Kurt, like, shifts eyes between Harrison and, and Dexter. And he's like, oh, shit. He doesn't know. And it's so <laughs> funny how amused Kurt yeah. is. <laughs> yes. Dexter is just fed up with Kurt trying to run his mouth. Dexter puts some kind of rag into his mouth to shut him up. He tells Harrison he doesn't have to watch. And Harrison says he's ready. So Dexter stabs him in the chest while Harrison's watching. He struggles a lot more than normally we see victims. Normally we see victims just go, ah. But Kurt's yeah. like, ah. Well, Kurt's also a bigger person. It's kind of like, if you remember Lil Chino. Lil Chino! Lil Chino put up a fight, too. That is true. You know, most of Dexter's victims are people that he can overtake. Mm -hmm. He doesn't typically, with the exception of Trinity and Lil Chino, he doesn't typically take down people who are monumentally larger than he is. Even that bull guy. Do you remember the bull guy? Yeah, the waking nightmare. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. The Minotaur guy, yeah. Yeah, the Minotaur guy. That guy was terrifying. Anyways, I feel like he's an underrated... Dexter baddie. Like, that guy is horrifying. (laughs) We just don't get much background on him. After the murder, he starts to dismember Kurt's body, and Harrison's still watching. And this is about the moment where I lost connection with Harrison. I can no longer tell what he's feeling. I can't read him at all. So I don't know if he's cool with all of this, or he is completely overwhelmed in the other direction of Oh, what the fuck? This is wrong. The only thing that gave me a clue as to what he's thinking is the very end when Dexter asks, is your passenger quiet? Mm -hmm. And and Harrison says, yeah. And Dexter says, that's how it works. I think it was either a release in the dark passenger sense. Yeah. Or it was a mixture, which makes sense if it was his first time killing. Yeah. Or seeing someone killed. Well, other than his mom. (laughs) Yeah. As blood is starting to pool out of Kurt, Harrison's looking at all the blood and he has a flashback of Rita's blood pooling on the floor. It's very similar to Dexter walking into that hotel room in season one and seeing all the blood spatter everywhere. Yes. And I thought for a moment that they were going to go full callback and have Harrison pass out in the blood, but mm-hmm. he didn't. He decided he, he would take Dexter up on his offer to go get some air. Wait outside. He's sitting in the cool night air and Dexter finally comes up to the surface with all of these trash bags and asks if Harrison will help him load into the RTV. They go from here to the local incinerator and they're dumping out, they're dumping out Kurt's body. And Harrison says, well, what will it look like when he disappears? What will people think? And Dexter says not to worry. It'll look like he ran. He took care of that for us because he packed his bags and he empties his safe. It'll just look like he went on the run. I like that Harrison says you knew he would try to run. You knew he would do that himself and set up an alibi almost. Yeah. As Dexter and Harrison go home from here, they come home to find that their house has been completely burnt down. The fire department is already there and Angela and Audrey are already there and they're wondering what happened. And Dexter's just as confused as the next person. Angela says, where were you? Why didn't you answer your phone? I've been calling you all night. And Dexter says, look, I told you, we went to go look out the blood moon. We had a great time. I guess we just lost track of time. And I turned my phone off to stay present for Harrison. Great alibi, because who would suspect that Harrison's helping Dexter murder somebody? That and 
she knows that they went to therapy together. I, that sounds like an assignment from a counselor if I've ever heard one. Right? Like, yeah, go spend the night out in the woods. Stare at the moon. If, while you're spending time with Harrison, make sure to have your phone off to make sure you're present for him. Yeah, that's a very counselor thing to say. That was obviously the big disconnect was Harrison didn't feel like Dexter was ever present in the moment with him. So I 100% see a therapist being like, turn your phone off when you spend time with him. So Audrey's relieved to see that Harrison's alive and she begs Angela to let them stay with him. She does not beg. She says, they're staying with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Angela goes, what? (laughs) What? Yeah. And they all go back to Angela's house. Audrey lets the boys in and they all walk into the kitchen to start making some breakfast and a damn good cup of coffee. Whatever the line is. A damn good cup of coffee. Okay. Angela's the last one to come in and she sees an anonymous letter in her mailbox that says, Jim Lindsay killed Matt Caldwell, along with a second metal screw. And that's how the episode ends. Which I said, I don't get how that's like the screw in the coffin, if you will. Mm -hmm. Because obviously whoever got these screws had access to the body. Yeah. So why would the murderer not just like randomly point them in the wrong direction? Mm -hmm. Or let's say because Angela suspected it was Kurt, why would Kurt not just try to pin it on Jim because they had it out? I don't know. I think she's going to be very suspicious because she knows oh, yeah. that there was another person out in the woods that morning when Matt disappeared. And I think at this point she already she also knows it's Dexter. Yeah, because they questioned Dexter. What were you doing out there? And he said, I was on a hike. Yeah. He was on a yeah. hike with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> she knows that the Bay Harbor Butcher dismembered bodies and got away with it forever. So That is true. Okay. But my thing is, is Kurt wouldn't have known that. No. But we'll see how it plays out. We will. Any thoughts on this episode? Any last thoughts? Any predictions as well? I thought of this this morning. The reason I think Harrison's not going to connect on the same level with Dexter as far as this is the code, this is what we do, this is why I think Harrison may be overwhelmed in the wrong direction is Dexter was raised by Harry all the way through. He had nothing but trust and admiration and respect for Harry. Mm -hmm. So when Harry went out of his way to learn the code from Dr. Evelyn to teach it to Dexter to help save him and, you know, preserve him in this world, Dexter did it blindly because he 100% trusted Harry. Yeah. Harrison has been brought back into Dexter's life with a humongous level of distrust. That is true. And he does not have the same level of respect for Dexter that Dexter did for Harry. Yeah, which we we saw Harrison do a 180 on that when Dexter was finally honest with him and could connect with him because Harrison has never had someone understand his dark urges before. So maybe one night does not 15 years make. No, it does not. But I'm just saying that's my justification for I don't see this going well. I just hope it's not a Miguel situation. (sighs) Yeah, that would really suck. For anyone who has watched the original series, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Otherwise, just know it suck. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I really tried really hard to have a prediction. And I... I'm st- I don't know. I'm so stumped. Okay. I don't know. We went a- we went around and around about this last night after we were after we watched this episode. Uh-huh. I kind of think Dexter has to die. I don't want him to die. I don't I didn't say I wanted him to die, but I think he has to. Like, but who's going to do it? I don't know. They could tap into a Sweeney Todd and Harrison could do it. Harrison could do it and then he'll turn himself in. I just don't get why he would, because Dexter has shown himself to be a very 
code driven person who's not just out willy nilly killing exactly but what does the code say we kill murderers what is dexter a murderer but that'd be a really twisted way to in interpret the code all i know is that people keep asking michael c hall if he would come back to the character and he keeps laughing it off and saying well we'll just see i can't answer one way or the other yeah and i think it's because he knows he's dead my prediction i'm hoping dexter doesn't die and i think olsen we're gonna find out about olsen i think he's the only big bad we have left and he may be the big big bad and he may not even be a big bad he might not but wouldn't it be crazy because this whole series we've been like, man, you know, I like Kurt as a character. Like the actor did a great job, but it's kind of like a boner kill to see the murderer right off the bat. And we know exactly who it is, but we haven't heard shit about Olsen. The only thing is while the show, the show was being cast and announced, they said Clancy Brown cast as the big bad. But it could have been a mislead. Maybe. All right. We'll see. Remember to follow us on all social media at BitchWatchPod. And uh, we will catch you later. Make good choices. Or don't and be smart about it. Bye. Bye. My body is ready. The mind is weak, but the body is willing. Or no, the body is weak, but the mind is willing. Calling it now, though. Molly's dead as fuck. <laughs> I'll die on this hill. Except for a couple lines under his eyes. This man has not mm. fucking aged. Mm -mm. And it's really obvious. In Miami, Dexter get up oh, and his khakis. I miss those shirts. Mm-hmm. The sweaters are great. Don't get me wrong. Oh, the Henley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The black gloves. The Henley. The black gloves and the Henley. The cargo pants. If I wasn't hungry before, I am now. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. Thirsty. <laughs> and this is also for watchers who haven't seen the original. Can you imagine watching this getting to nine and being like, now I understand it. <laughs> that's the jankiest shower I've ever seen in my life. Okay, that's weirder. This is probably the funniest Dexter has ever been. And I just remembered it. I'm so delighted. Is it the nose? Well, I saw it in the preview. There's a lot of that. Oh. And, uh. Oh my god. A lot of breaking of the fourth wall because this is him uh -huh. telling a story. Uh huh. Theatrical Dexter. I've kind of missed that. Yeah, right. Oh my fucking god, really? <laughs> yeah. You're gonna put on your clown shoes? Maybe all uh, Johnny Bum here has got. <laughs> Yeah, look at those sweat stains. It's gross. I'm glad I'm done eating. Put him naked but kept him in his clown shoes. <laughs> Stupid callback to the comic book. A graphic novel. A graphic novel. You're just like, shit. <laughs> shit. Shit. Merry fucking Christmas. Here's dead bodies. No, it's for the kid he actually likes. <laughs> it's Elric's body parts all wrapped in separate <laughs> boxes. <laughs> Here's a foot. Mm, look at him leaning against that fireplace. Oh, the backside. Too. Oh, he's so cute when he's cold. Mm -hmm. He's so cute. He is. I want to know what brand of jeans those are. Angel wing leather. We've already been over this. Angel's just like, what the fuck was that? No, Audrey's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Could you make it any more fucking obvious? They just Avril Lavigne in here. <laughs> Leave. Just leave. Keep the show running. Leave. All right. All right. This is. Bye, everyone. This was fun. <laughs> I don't hear footsteps, bitch. Oh shit! She's gone. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! How long, how long have you been down there? Since before they walked out the door. <laughs>
god, I'm so sorry. I could see from the floor. Oh, I was so involved. I noticed. I was like, I'm just gonna wait. I like, I've already seen this. Oh god. Oh god. Stop digging, bro. It's the peppermint bark. That's my prediction. I think this bitch ends up dead in the next episode from this peppermint bark. Because I also thought it was poison. <laughs> the second. The second, bitch. Don't fucking put put some respect on the name of Vincent Van Goat. Dexter's poker face right here is me in the last two episodes. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. he ran off. Uh-huh. Ran off. Crazy. Never seen again. That drone's gonna run out of battery in a minute, bro. <laughs> like, y'all gotta get the show on the road. Also, what psychopath just sits there and stares at the podcast page they're listening to? Definitely not me. Is he gonna burn Dexter's fucking house down? They aren't even there, are they? Did I call this? Of the girls being fucking preserved somewhere so I can look at them? Fuck yeah! Oh, holy shit. I can't believe I was right. Oh shit, she's gonna think Dexter killed her, isn't she? Oh, that's interesting. I haven't put that together yet. Knocked that crab out on his ass. Yeah, your Krabby Patties are out for the world to say. <laughs> They're gonna give me money! <laughs> I really want Dexter to lean into his ear and just be like, Ravioli, Ravioli, give me the formioli! <laughs> He's on the wrong side of the Krabby Patties. <laughs> is this a speck of blood? Go back. Run that back. I think it is. Or a piece of lint. And we're looking way too hard. <laughs> this is episode nine of ten, and there are seven minutes left. What episode is it? Is it nine? It is nine of ten. Nine out of ten? Well, he's 90% done. There's about to be something happen, because you're sitting there looking like you're about to shit a brick. <laughs> are you laying an egg? How the fuck does this end? <laughs> Did you read it? Yeah. Are you shitting my dick? Two bitches, yeah. Two bitches, two bitches just watching TV. (laughs) Bitch.